0: everyone, and welcome to uh, the second season of the Apprenticeship Toolbox podcast. On this podcast, we try to answer the questions of apprenticeship, of how do we be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus does. So for this week, I've got Graham here. Hey, Maddie, How are you? Good, Grammy. I'm doing well. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the first few weeks of our series that we've got going on here called Life Together. So Graham, I was wondering, first of all, if you could uh, answer this question for me. Why are we preaching on community in these days? We're in this COVID world where we can't really be together, and yet we've got this series called Life Together. So yeah. why?
1: Well, I mean, I have a little bit of a angsty pastoral burden for the church, for our church, and for the church in general, because the pandemic has really kind of uh, pushed us apart in many ways. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I'm noticing um, increasingly is lack of participation in the life of the church, because mm-hmm. we don't know what to do. And um, it's it's very different than a, than a pre-COVID world. And so um, one of the things that I wanted to think about was how do we re-engage as followers of Christ and what does it look like to really be the church mm-hmm. in, a, in a world uh, in which the the church has been challenged to continue to be the church. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's not that it's not that that hasn't happened over the last six months. It certainly has. I've seen lots of, lots of ways, lots of great signs in which the church has really been the church. Um, Mm -hmm. But the longer it goes on um, and the more wearing this uh, pandemic becomes on, on our, um, on our minds, our hearts, our relationships, I really, I really think that we need to rethink community and think about what it what the essence of the church really is
0: hmm. well that 's great, yeah, I mean what it really comes down to as you and i 've been talking over the last few months, even getting ready for this series is just how much we need each other, hmm. how much we need the church, and you know when you break out of the rhythm and routine of it, you can kind of wonder do I, do I need this in my life and when, but when you really pull back, you realize just how essential to following Jesus the community is. And so uh, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about the idea of a gritty community. Mm-hmm. And you said that grit is passion and long-term perseverance. Can we break that down a bit more? What, what do you mean by gritty community and why this would be so good? Sure. I mean, I got that from uh, the title of a
1: book called Grit. Mm-hmm. And I'm blanking on the author's name. Now I referenced it in... The I'll throw it in
0: the show notes. Don't worry. Yeah, just yeah.
1: throw it in the show notes. But uh, the, the, uh, the idea is that um, really in order to, to, to be a, a gritty person or to be a gritty community, it, it takes more than just passion. Um, there are lots of people who have passion for all sorts of things. They have a lot mm-hmm. of rocket fuel, uh, and yet they don't have the pers- perseverance, the stick-to-itiveness to get something done. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, they start all sorts of things, but there's no follow-through. And then you have people who are um, perseverant, and um, but they lack a lot of passion for what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do it out of a sense of duty, and that becomes old pretty quickly. Um, you know, there are a lot of marriages in which people are perseverant, but they lack the passion right, yeah. uh, in marriage. And so... Um, the the author uh, Angela Duckworth. Angela Duckworth yeah you know, just popped into my mind Angela Duckworth um, talked about the fact that uh, based on the research that she did that that grit really is a combination of passion and perseverance and uh, one of the things that she looked at were were Marines um, who were uh, who who were going through the program um, and. Um, the thing that she noted is that these you know these Marines all had um, similar aptitude, talents, gifts, abilities, all of those types of things were pretty much equal. And yet there were some who excelled um, beyond others. There were some who did much better. And what she noted um, in, in the Marine Corps is that Marines who had both passion and perseverance um, actually excelled above and beyond their you know, their mm-hmm. peers, because they had this combination of passion and perseverance. And she kind of called that grit.
0: Well, that's really interesting. Uh, just as you were talking, it made me think about uh, Revelation chapter 2 and the letter of the Church of Ephesus. They're they're commended uh, for their perseverance, but then they're called out on their passion. Mm-hmm. You, you lack you lack the, the love that you mm-hmm. first had. And uh, how important both perseverance and And uh, passion would be to to really cultivating a vibrant community that is uh, fully, fully faithful. Mm -hmm. So you talked about this idea of grit and being a gritty community. And why why is having community so essential for you having grit in Mm -hmm. your own walk with Christ, in your own apprenticeship journey? Yeah, well, I mean, again, I have all sorts of, you know, I would have all sorts of ideas about what
1: I might want to do. Uh, but then lack the follow through or lack the perseverance. And so community helps me uh, in those instances uh, to follow through because if I'm in relationship with someone and I'm accountable to them and make myself accountable to them, it helps me to persevere. It helps me to continue uh, to follow through on the things that that I am passionate about. And then there are times when I am you know, just persevering through something, I'm doing something out of duty. and to be in a community where uh, we can pray, we can, um, develop vision together um we we can spur one another on Mm -hmm. um that that helps for me to bring passion into those areas that may be a little bit dry and i'm just doing out of duty and so um, community really is helpful because i need people in my life to help Mm -hmm. sort of balance off those areas i'm not always passionate and i'm not always perseverant and so
0: community really helps to bring those two things together for me yeah how about you yeah it'd be the same way i mean i can uh I can only muster up so much discipline for myself. I'm not an overly disciplined person. That doesn't come naturally to me. So it's something I have to work at. And if if I'm just trying to drum up passion and perseverance by myself, you know, I can start off really strong, you know, and whether that's uh, with a diet or exercise, or, or whether that's with walking with Jesus and, and sp- engaging in spiritual disciplines. But then I'll slow down. Mm. You know? I'll, I won't get a good sleep and. Then I'll be like, oh, I'll just pick it up tomorrow, and then eventually a few days go and, and it's done. Or, you know, I'll just eat those nachos again tonight and it'll be okay. But when I have somebody who I'm accountable to, where I have positive peer pressure related, where it's like, I don't want to, in the right sense of the word, let them down, mm-hmm. um, or I know that they're going to cheer me on, then I'm going to be more, more in tune with continuing to grow. And so for me, uh, community is essential. Yeah, I I can't imagine being long-term, vibrantly, faithfully obedient to Christ without having other people yeah. in my life.
1: And so, you know, f- throughout COVID, one of the things that I've noticed is that um, some people have um, unplugged from their habits, their spiritual habits, mm-hmm. um, the larger community. I, I can't speak to what they're doing day to day, but I've noticed, you know, the reality that we can't meet together or we're not in, in necessarily in life groups all the time. And so... When those habits are removed from our lives um we really see um you know the the level of grit in our people's lives and in our community actually start to decrease mm-hmm. um, because you know you might be able you might be passionate or you might be perseverant, but it's really hard to to maintain that Definitely, those two yeah. things and um so just even as we were talking you know in terms of in terms of meeting um let's not give up the habit of meeting together that Ninety-five uh, percent of what we do is formed out of habit. You know, we don't mm-hmm. think intensely about everything we do every day, and so you know, those habits are what some would call a liturgy. So your your life mm-hmm. really is a liturgy, and, and a series of liturgies throughout the day, and throughout the week, throughout the month. We have things that we do regularly, and so those are formational things in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we like it or not, work forms us. Work work becomes a liturgy. Um, mm-hmm. Sitting down every night to watch. Netflix and eat some nachos. Nachos, use yeah, that? of course nachos. Um, that, that's sort of an evening liturgy, mm. right? Yeah. Um, we eat breakfast, you know, sort of three meals a day. That could be a, an eating liturgy. Mm-hmm. Um, some people use shopping as a liturgy. And so those liturgies really, really form us. And so this pandemic has actually kind of thrown life into a blender for everybody. Mm-hmm. And they're forming new habits. But if they're not forming habits around, um, around the community... Mm-hmm. then they're not being formed spiritually. I think the way that God intended for us to be formed because exactly. they're supposed to be formed in community. We can't do it in isolation.
0: Yeah, completely and totally, right? And, and we don't think about how much well, how much these habits and really having our whole lives blowing up in a lot of ways from a rhythm perspective has transformed us. Right, know? And so I, I think it's something like it takes 30 days to do something to, to build a habit. Right. It takes a lot less than that to break a habit, though. Oh, totally, yeah. And so... One thing we're going to have yeah. to be aware of, even for ourselves, is is how hard it's going to be to, to rebuild the habit of right. being together and being vulnerable in community.
1: And then you have, then you have the liturgy within the liturgy. Hmm. And so the liturgy is going to, let's say, going to church every hmm. Sunday and being part of a life group, perhaps once a week or every second week. Hmm. And if those things are removed from our lives, there's certain liturgies that we follow on a Sunday morning. So... A call to worship, uh, reorienting our lives around Christ as we worship, um, listening to the Word of God and responding to the Word of God, confession of sin, um, receiving communion together, um, being blessed, being sent. Those are all. Those are all important liturgies, whether we recognize them or not. You know, we don't necessarily know that those are liturgies. Some people just come to church and they think, "I'm just going to church." But we there's a particular liturgy, and that liturgy really forms us spiritually. It forms who we are, mm-hmm. and it forms who we are individually. It forms who we are collectively, and it really begins to form um, our week. And so, you know, confession of sin can become a normal part of our daily rhythm. It can become Worship can become a normal part. Uh, listening to the Word of God and mm-hmm. receiving His blessing; those are all part. Those are all things that we hope would work into a daily rhythm for us. And I mm-hmm. think throughout this throughout this season, a lot of people have unplugged from that liturgy mm-hmm. and are now being formed by something else. Whether mm-hmm. that's family uh, that they've chosen to prioritize on a Sunday morning. Yeah, Family's not sure. a bad thing, nope. but it doesn't replace the liturgy of mm-hmm. hearing from God, responding to God, confessing sin, all of those things that are really important for our souls.
0: Yeah, definitely. You to use the term reorientation I, and I like to think about gathering as a community as a reorientation marker once a week for me to remind myself that I'm not the center of everything mm-hmm. because the rest of the week um, the story that gets told to me by myself is that you're the center or your family's the center mm-hmm. and and that's what matters is what you. And so to have a a couple hours a week or an hour a week to, to go, Oh wait, no, I'm not at the center of everything, but Christ is, Mm. is vital for me. And so even having, we're three weeks back in, in person gatherings and how much that's even changed Mm. my perspective on the week, like to grow in grit as we've been talking about needs the community. Yeah. And whether that happens like on live stream or in person, I mean, there's just something different even watching the live stream as opposed to watching the pre-recorded services you're joining is together yeah, yeah there's this i'm together with somebody else yeah. in this and and so yeah we're just really really excited about being yeah. together so I, I I mean
1: i, I would encourage our, our listeners out there um if there are any out there uh, i would encourage them to uh you know join in the live stream at 11 mm-hmm. o'clock on sunday morning or come to to church in person that's one of the things that we've really been uh, I think pushing toward in this season is is gathering together the gathering of to, to of the of the church and I know that there are still going to be people who watch it later and that's totally cool yeah. but I think that it it that doesn't replace the actual gathering of God's people being together in worship listening to the word together confessing our sin you know mm-hmm. re- we've been um, we've been reciting the apostles creed and praying the lord's prayer those are like foundational things mm-hmm. for for our spiritual life together our, and our soul life. And so mm-hmm. I would put this out there to people who have not been gathering, um, you know, to really think about what, what liturgy you are using to form your soul because mm-hmm. that's missing. And I think one of the big opportunities of the church in this, in this next season is to gather together. Mm-hmm. There's a huge, I think there's a massive spiritual vacuum, and the longer people pull themselves out of that liturgy, the bigger that vacuum will become over time. Mm-hmm. And so you think of that. If some of those people who have, <laughs> who have disengaged because of the pandemic, and if they stay disengaged for years, mm-hmm. you know, you just think, well, six months is significant, but if you go for a year, or two years, three years, and don't come back to church for five years, mm-hmm. it's going to be, very challenging.
0: Yeah. It'll be really difficult to come back in.
1: Absolutely. But, but more so, well, like uh, what, what's been forming your soul over the last, you know, mm-hmm. let's say three years or five years. If you, if you've disconnected from the community, that is the church. Mm-hmm. and an intentional liturgical community, not just hanging out with your friends and having some mm-hmm. spiritual conversations. That's good, and you need to do that. We need mm-hmm. to have the body-life ministry of the church. We need to have small groups where people are connecting and praying for each other. But there's something that happens when we meet together corporately, and there's this liturgy of, of worship and reorientation, listening to the Word of God, responding to the Word of God, confessing sin, t- taking communion together. You know, These things that we do on a regular basis that help to form our lives, these little habits that help to form our lives uh, over the long run. And if you haven't done that and been part of a, a confessing community, a worshiping community, responding to the word community, Mm -hmm. like what does that do for your soul? And so I think, you know, the church has got lots of warts and it's completely imperfect. Mm -hmm. We all know that, like, let's get over that. But the reality is, is that being part of a believing, worshiping, confessing community is, has proven to be significant. For believers through the ages, mm-hmm. and it will continue to be significant for believers. I don't think that's going to change. Um, no. And so, I know there are a lot of people who are leaving the church. I get it. There, there are people who are leaving the church who are saying, "Oh, the church isn't perfect. Do we really need the church? Can't we just do this on our own? Can not we just follow Jesus on our own?" My answer to you would be, "No, you can't. You need a you need mm-hmm. a confessing community. You need to follow that 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 liturgy, so to speak. I think that the that the believing co- community follows." could it look different sure it could look different it doesn't need to look doesn't need to be in the form that it's in right now for sure it can be different but chances are um y- if you're just hanging out with your friends and getting together on a sunday to eat some food together you're not going to follow a, a liturgy or at least your liturgy is going to look like having food together and mm-hmm. having some conversation but it's not going to be necessarily the intentional things that you need in terms of a lar- uh, in terms of uh you know Soul formation mm-hmm. likely not going to be that, and so mm-hmm. I, I think that um I think that one of the the challenges of this this pandemic is to get people to really reengage uh, as a church. And so, you know, the word we talked about that word koinonia, and it's the, the word is um, oftentimes translated as fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, biblically that's not what it means it it means you know you and i talked about this it really means communion Mm -hmm. and um the koinonia relationship that the new testament believers had was a much deeper experience than coffee and cookies (laughs) in the foyer on a sunday morning right they also had a potluck too right (laughs) it was it really was um it really and, and it's meant to be um that, that deep communion oneness, so to speak, as Mm -hmm. followers of Christ. And it means things like confessing sin to one another. So when you confess, that's just, that's not foyer conversation.
0: No, it has to go far
1: deeper than that, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, when you think of worshiping together, that, that's, that's actually a very intimate act. Um, Mm -hmm. Somebody once said to me that, that worship is, is like sex. It's meant to be Done, not watched. (laughs) And um, there's something very significant that happens when you have an experience of worship together week in and week out with a group of believers. It Mm -hmm. actually knits you together. Praying together is one of those unifying things that actually knits you together. And so I think that when we neglect those things, um, we actually actually, uh, harm the koinonia. We harm the oneness of the body of
0: Christ. When mm-hmm. we're not engaging
1: in those types of disciplines together.
0: Yeah, definitely, right? And, and we also put ourselves in a very scary position, to be honest. Like, yeah. I, I know, I notice even inside of myself how, um, how much I've been formed mm-hmm. unintentionally away from Jesus during uh, this pandemic. Mm-hmm. In, in the, the six months um, that we weren't gathering together, you know, not having that same regular connection point with other people. Uh, towards Jesus in the same way, um, really was, wasn't helping me. Hmm. Instead, I, I was being unintentionally formed by Amazon and by Kijiji and by Netflix and Disney Plus and, uh And they were really teaching me, uh, and I, I've only been unpacking it in the last few weeks, just how much uh, I should follow after my desires. Hmm. You know, whether that's my desire to go and eat a bit more food, whether that's my desire to, to buy a new record, and it was really teaching me that life is about me. Mm. And without that reorient and reorientation point, my life was moving in a direction that wasn't towards mm. um, compassion, that wasn't towards generosity. And so even just having the community uh, singing alongside me, you know, and, and I, I had the privilege that many other people didn't have uh, during the pandemic. I was here for every worship recording. Mm-hmm. I was here for every sermon recording. But there's something about doing this with other people mm. where the community's involved that actually makes it significant in a yeah. whole new way yeah i've even noticed this uh both with our worship teams and, and with you graham yeah uh i i had the privilege and it really was a, a big privilege to to be in an every recording and i feel like our our friendship uh grew so much during that time but seeing you uh preach live versus preaching to a camera it's entirely different mm. you're you're on in a way that you you just weren't not because you 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 were holding back, but because you you need the interchange of other people you yeah. you feed off of other people's responses, you make jokes that come to your mind in that moment and and there's a passion uh, when you see your people yeah well he,
1: here's here's the, what it is here's what preaching is for me matt it's kay. first of all an act of worship it's an mm-hmm. act of corporate worship, and so being together with people and preaching is an act of worship for me. So first of all, it's, it's upward toward God. Yeah. And so, um, I can do that on my own, but I, f- I like being in worship together with mm-hmm. my people and then, then worship for our or preaching for me is also engaging other people. And, mm-hmm. um, it's not that you can't engage people, other, other people, uh, through a screen you can. Um, but, but the church is meant to be together and Mm -hmm. it's meant to be in person. And so, so one of the things that we're really trying to do is to engage people, whether they're here live or, or live stream, Mm -hmm. we're trying to engage with each other. um, And so that's why, um, you know, when you say, Oh, you've come, you come alive. uh, You've said that a few times. And other Mm -hmm. people have said that to me too. It's like, yeah, because, because it's much more of a corporate, a communal act for me than just putting on a, putting on a good Ted talk or putting on a good talk for a group of people. I'm like, yeah, I can do that, but that's not what preaching really is. And I preach out of relationship with our people. Um, I don't, you know, I don't see it as, you know, just going and doing the great talk or doing the best Mm -hmm. talk that I possibly can, or being funny or entertaining or anything like that. I can string some jokes together if I really wanted (laughs) to. I, I could do all of those things if Mm -hmm. I really had to and wanted to work at it. But for me, um, Preaching is, a, is about relationship with the body of Christ. It's about relationship, a pastoral leadership relationship with the people that God has um, put me in, um, the, this particular body. And so it's, it's deeply relational, a relationship mm-hmm. with God and a relationship with his people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're even seeing in, in preaching live the koinonia of coming up Exactly, and it's bringing a new vibrancy to your soul, exactly, and to your preaching. And so, yeah. So we we want to encourage you. Um, if you are hesitant about coming in person, you're not sure how this is going to play out. Uh, we we of course are social distancing. Uh, we are ma- wearing masks, and uh, it's a little bit different, but it's so significant. I wasn't sure, mm. you know, um, how different it would feel. Between watching a video and being here, but I just realized like the first time back, I think it, it even became before the first time back, the first time we had a, a rehearsal with the tech team here and everybody else yeah. here. It was a small taste, but then the first service back, just oh, how much my soul missed this, yeah, and uh and so maybe you're worried that you're you, you don't need this or you're thinking you don't need this. Um, I invite you to just come and give it a shot. Yeah. Come back uh to being together if your health is is able to let you. And uh for those of you who have kids, I mean I'm in the same boat, it's tough. And uh I've seen some families uh do this where one one spouse comes one week and the other comes the other week or um maybe you split services. But try and be creative and, and kudos to those parents with young kids who who've come. Uh I I'm impressed hmm. beyond belief with uh with parents who've taken that risk and yeah. uh and it, I don't think anybody here is judging when kids make noise and don't worry we're not we're not concerned if if your kids noise messes up our lives Yeah stream and I, and I, and I, was, like I was
1: wondering you know how would we do this as a church in order to keep it uh safe for everybody but I'm really, uh, I'm really I'm really encouraged by the the protocols that, that our team has put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always learning and open to change in those, and and they will change moving forward because we're in a very dynamic kind of fluid situation. So the we're learning, um, but uh, I feel very comfortable with the safety of, uh, of our environment. Um, the The churches and the research that I've done, the churches that have ha- that have seen outbreaks, if there have been outbreaks, have been um, you know, in uh, in environments where the protocols were not necessarily being followed or, mm-hmm. or implemented, and so that's that's not a, an issue of judgment. It's just that that's the reality. And the churches that have been following protocols, um, they they have not had any kind of outbreak. Um, uh, so th- I think that that's that's really encouraging because when you think of the protocols that our team have put in place, I think that they're very. That they're very good and, and uh, the, the team has been very careful to implement them and so mm-hmm. I feel very I feel very safe in our environment and even though it's different even though yep we're wearing masks and um, the the service looks a little bit different I, I still feel when I come on Sunday morning and participate in the worship service that um, that that I'm being formed spiritually mm-hmm. and in a much different way than when we were watching on screen, uh, a pre-recorded service. And that's what we had to do. That's what we had at that stage of the game. But we're at a different stage of the game right now. And we need something
0: a little different. Yep. Well, cool. Um, I think this is a good place to to wrap up. But um, we're we're called The Apprenticeship Toolbox because we want to give you tools for your spiritual formation, for your apprenticing with Jesus. And uh, if if we could offer a, a tool to you this week, it would be find a way to be together. Yeah, whether that's coming here in person, whether that's um, engaging in the live stream. Uh, If you haven't tried it before, it's on this platform at SPAClive.online.church. The link will be in the show notes you can get it on our website. And you can have time to chat before the service, chat after the service. If you have prayer requests, you can have them. And uh, it's just an opportunity to try being together again. But you need community, just like I need community, just like Graham needs community. And uh, so reach out and find... uh, find a way to reach out, I guess I should say. And then uh, alongside that, one thing we're doing every week uh, th- during these days uh, when we gather is having communion together, uh, enjoying the broken bread and, and the, the poured out juice, in this case, of, of Christ's death and resurrection to remind us. You can say wine. You could say wine. We don't We don't have it. Yeah. I mean, if you let the snack pack sit around for long enough, I guess it could get there. <laughs> but um, this meal... This this juice and this bread, the body, and the blood of Christ is a deeply forming moment. Mm. And uh, there's something about it that just reminds us that everything we have is a gift, and that we have this koinonia with Christ as mm. well, that our God would, would do this for us. And so uh, whether you're on the live stream or whether you're in person, make uh, communion this this priority. And if uh, if also you just have some friends who love Jesus over together, why not take whatever you're having in your meal and and adjust that or even with your family too to 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 take this moment to reorient around Christ even mm. over that. And so that that's the tools we have to offer today. Um, thanks for joining us this week on the apprenticeship toolbox. Grace and that's peace. Awesome. On. Have a great week.